0: Joseph's gone, Pineda's run this club into the dirt, we've given him three times as
1: long as any other fucking manager we've had at this club, and he's had 0% of the results, I'd take Frank DeBoer over this fucking bullshit, I'd take boring soccer... Over sleeping soccer, which is what we've got here under Pineda.
2: And all I can say the is
1: tired fucking Seattle front office that we've somehow commandeered over here in Atlanta and get them out of here on the railroad they rode in on. <laughs>
0: they get-
3: It is January twenty third, twenty twenty three. One two three two three. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. <clears throat> I am uh, Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, over to my right on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, Mr. Dan James down to the bottom. If you're Here's watching going. on YouTube. Um, if you guys haven't already uh subscribe to us hit the like button those of you who are already joining us in the trap kendrick brock elliot beaven Brittany, s nathan explosion make sure you guys hit that like button helps kind of circulate hit the algorithm i don't know if it does anything it would be awesome if it did and uh we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every monday night we're back for a second week of weeks or season seven of major league soccer um and talking atlanta united fc um Start off light, Dan. What are you drinking? It looks like you have a Manhattan. I have a Manhattan with a, an Elijah Craig rye. It's very nice. It's Ooh. the only reason I don't. Um, if you guys are regular listeners, you guys know me. I don't drink, so like the only reason I know that's a Manhattan is because I know Manhattans look like martinis, but they're brown. Right. That's right. I, yeah. Um. And then Kevin's drinking Elijah Craig. 60 year, yeah. that's the 60 year. Yeah,
1: no, this is uh, <laughs> it is a single barrel select, so it is an 11 year. Um, so I finished off the bottle of that tonight.
3: Damn, good Damn. job, Kev. In. and I have uh, Atlanta's own cherry vanilla Coke Zero as I did uh, last week. I'm just continuing the streak. I just need more caffeine, more caffeine in my uh,
2: do they do? Okay. Um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, do they do, um, orange vanilla coke zero. they used
3: to they haven't i think it's a seasonal thing now and i don't even think it's like a yearly seasonal thing it was like a regular you can get it in the freestyle machines but that's basically everything you can get in the freestyle machines but you can't i don't think you can get orange vanilla coke zero in the in the grocery stores on, on a regular basis even in yeah. atlanta that's my favorite thing to drink
2: when my uh blood sugar goes low from a diabetes
3: diabetes <laughs> And diabetes um i did a kevin
1: Savers recently speaking of orange vanilla things cream savers yet. yeah the orange cream do those savers. still exist and I got them from the like um one of those like pop culture stores in the mall oh that nice have, like all the stuff in there um, did you uh talking about caffeine you know i cut caffeine out a couple years ago and every now and then i'll have a little bit of it but this past saturday I went on a fucking tear where I had like full espresso drink for coffee that morning. Then we got bubble tea in the middle of the day. And then we went and watched Avatar 2, and I proceeded to have three Coke Zeros at about 10 o'clock at night. So <laughs> I did not go to bed until after 2 in the morning, which is not something my old ass is used to anymore. It oh, was, man. And then I'm just up pacing at 4.30. Stacey's like, go to bed. My skin was <laughs> crawling.
2: She's already applied for the divorce papers. So
1: all, <laughs> see,
3: see, meanwhile, all. this is this is my regular, right? Like this morning, I get up. I have my coffee on the way to work. My drip coffee which is if you by all calculations anywhere between like 150 180 because we drink medium roast um and then i finished that and then we have like one of these like one touch or two touch coffee machines at work where you just put your cup in there and then you press two buttons and then you get coffee and i do a double in there and then um i didn't finish it i didn't finish it um but then i then i proceeded to have a celsius like halfway through oh, the day. Oh God, man! Ah, oh. which is two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Dude, what is wrong with you? I just i, I don't know. I'm an addict. I'm I'm obviously an addict. It's a it's a crutch for other things that I've not done in my life, yeah, I was gonna uh, say, substance wise. Mr.
1: Not not drinking anything, but give me that sweet sweet caffeine in my <laughs> There
3: are probably. I I bet you there have been days where I've had a gram of caffeine, good and Lord. it's probably not good. But no, you, I say that, not. but Kevin, you do, you do pre-workout.
1: Yeah, but I cut it. I, I That's still as the, much as
3: like a cup of drip coffee though, right?
1: No, it's, I think, uh, two scoops. I do half of a scoop. So it's like 40 milligrams at the most.
2: Oh, it's not much shit. at all. Yeah. But no. when you're cutting it with speed, Kevin, then, you know, it kind of outplays yeah, it.
1: Well, you know.
3: That's true. You gotta,
1: you you gotta keep done? that leaderboard high one way or another, dude. <laughs> you guys ever done either way it's ever done to gonna me? be higher than me? Huh? Speed is uh speed's pretty crazy. I've had Adderall. That's pretty close. Yeah. Right?
3: No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I had an Adderall prescription. I, I got I don't think I've ever talked to you guys.
1: You don't graduate. Yeah. You don't get an architecture degree without having at least one or two Adderall. See,
3: see, I went. I like. I went to a psychiatrist and I did the click test for anybody who's done that. Like, and actually, like, found out at 30 years old. Oh, you have really bad ADHD. I was like, this is fucking great. That's probably why I've never been able to sit and read a book my entire life yeah um but then i got like uh skeletor skinny and i stopped like i got off of that uh my doctor had me get off of that but it's it works i'll tell you that there's a if there's a prescription drug i've taken that works it's fucking it's adderall without a doubt anyway uh we have some other folks friendly uh regulars in the trap gully cuban gabe lahas he's watching on twitch i think he's like one of the few people who watches us on twitch we do broadcast on twitch on twitter on youtube for those of you guys who just watch on youtube if you're looking for if you guys use those as a more regular platform go go for it uh we didn't scare off bruno Cubas last week he's back uh richard gordon's here um yeah i want to start off with a little bit of a somber On a little bit of a somber note, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, tragic passing of uh, Atlanta United, one of the Atlanta United founding uh, member players, uh, Anton Walks, in a boating accident in Miami last week, which uh, was really rough to take um, because he's 25 years old, by all accounts, just a stand up guy, like really good, really good dad just a good person. Everybody had nothing, but I mean, everybody had nothing but great things to say. And he had, he left, I think he left a lasting imprint on the fan base and just on the team in general. I had nothing but fond memories. I I missed the guy. We could, have obviously I, I feel like we could have used him the past, you know, two years. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just want to pay tribute uh, to Anton walks. Yeah. It's, it's kind of tough.
2: Yeah. It was really rough. I've got my, uh, Anton Walks.
3: His Portsmouth. Portsmouth
2: jersey. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah that was really rough. I mean he was such a fan favorite. I mean part of the inaugural squad. I was trying to find out if he played in the inaugural game against Red Bulls but I I, I couldn't find that out in the end. Um, but yeah what a great guy. I mean he was such a surprise. He'd be contributing with a whole bunch of goals right in 2017 and then again, like he was the highest goal scorer in the unity kit in kevin's favorite bacon kit,
3: so yeah he did
2: was,
3: he did play he um he scored an own goal in our opener against uh against red Bulls best fucking own goal I've ever seen
2: yeah exactly
3: yeah yeah
2: i, I, was, I was i couldn't believe that when i when i read that i mean to your point him everyone who all the journalists who have talked to him all is, uh, teammates past and present have said how much they loved him so it's uh, it really sucks I hope my heart goes out to his wife and his daughter that's to me that to be honest with you as a dad that's the saddest part for me
1: yeah yeah, yeah it's I'm, tough it's tough and it, it, it's one of those things that it's like even though he's not with the team it's it's like this weird Part of everybody in the fan base is now gone, even though, like I said, it's not like he was an active part of the team, but everyone has these lasting memories of his time here at the club and what he contributed and what he contributed to fans' lives, much less his family's lives and – it's just weird, man. Like like you said, it's just you never expect something like that to happen. And it happens every day to people all over the world. And, you know, you you just forget how much of an impact everybody has on everyone around them, especially people in, you know, fandom and in sports and, and how much of a difference they really make to just the world around them, whether they're there or not there, you know.
2: Yeah, I thought it's pretty cool um, that what Charlotte FC and the, the Tepper family have been doing. I heard that the Panthers front office were up in um, New England trying to do some sort of deal, and Tepper actually called them back and said, look, I need you to come back and run the office for the next few days while he personally dealt with the families and, uh, and the players. So I thought, I don't know, I just thought that was the right thing to do. Yeah.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. This is it's it's crazy. The first thing that came to mind, I I I forget the uh, baseball player's name, but this is the second time that a boat crash has taken an athlete's life in the past couple of years.
1: Uh, There's been a Marlins pitcher, yeah. There's been a few college kids too. A couple college kids have. I think there was (sighs) a A and M player a couple years ago that passed away that way, and um, yeah, it's it's scary, man.
3: Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's um yeah um anyway, I just wanted to I know it's obviously a somber note, but you know nothing but the fondest of memories of anton walks fucking loved that guy on the team. yeah um, yeah it's yeah, uh, and
1: like you said, just a great reputation um, great standing in the community, uh, nobody ever you know <laughs> just nothing anyone has ever said negatively about him or his character and um, certainly gone way too soon. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't think the team would have brought him back. Yeah, if if that were the case. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, remember how bummed we all were when he got uh, exposed, and Charlotte took him in the expansion draft, and. We still last, never, never last year we could have really done with with his type of personality
3: and in the locker room yeah and now he would fill like the like a, a gaping hole in our lineup like it just that that never set set uh, sat right with me and i think it's one of those those roster moves that kind of gets overlooked as an egregious mistake i think by the front office um just seeing like the turn of events that have happened at that position since then. And mm-hmm. thinking about who we protected versus not protecting him in that draft, it was just really, it never, never made sense to me that happening. Um, and I feel like the same thing happened with, no, maybe not. I was going to say the same thing happened with Brandon Vasquez, but we traded him before the draft, I think. But anyway, yeah, it's, um, yeah, yep. <sighs> And then, obviously, we talked last week. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm good to switch if you guys are. I know it's not going to be a natural. Switch,
2: no, I think I think it's good to like bookend it so we can we can move on. I mean, the whole. I mean, the whole community's been uh, really supportive. I felt of um, Anton and his family and each other.
3: Um, yeah. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, here's to
2: you, Anton, and yeah. Hopefully, uh, when. Um, Atlanta and Charlotte meet later in the year that obviously that we'll win, but uh, I'm sure he'll be there in spirit and they can do some sort of like memorial to, memoriam to him.
3: Yeah. That's going to be, there's not going to be a dry eye in the house when that happens. Yeah. Uh, um, but to stay in the same geographic area, we talked about it last week. Um, seemed like, the writing was on the wall. The rumors were all swirling about. And then finally it happened after we recorded last week, but Joseph Martinez is plying his trade down in, uh, in Miami for the 2023 MLS season. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's been weird on the internet since then. Like it's been, it's been real weird. Like, I don't know. You guys sent me that. I don't remember if, Kevin, it was you or Dan that you guys sent to the chat, um, but it was uh, the tribute video. Yeah. And I had posted that, like, crying behind the mask, like, <sighs> I'm okay thing on mm-hmm. Twitter, because I was like, this is just business. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is hard to watch. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. this is really
2: tough to watch. Did you see the one today about all the My- into miami Academy kids recreating his celebrations? And I was mm. like, are you fucking serious i mean i love that the kids are all into soccer i love that they're excited that he's there i love that they're they're doing that but at the same time i'm fucking outraged i mean they he hasn't even played a minute for miami and you're you're imitating his goal celebrations that he did at atlanta united they're our goal celebrations (laughs) not yours you you 10 year olds (laughs) it's like gosh and another mm. thing, are we still talking to Gabe? I feel like we need to kick him out and shadow ban him from the trap because in the Slack, it seems like it was all his plan to get Joseph in Miami.
3: Yeah, that's it's that definitely seemed to be the case. And Gabe was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I have to change allegiances now. <laughs> yeah. I have to well, change. Uh-huh.
2: So in our Slack channel, Gabe posted a photograph with his uh, Miami Heat jersey, which was a pretty sweet jersey. And meeting ah. Joseph. Um, but yeah. Damn it, Gabe.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Kevin, like, I know we talked last week essentially about how we felt about everything and, like, moving forward. And I think we made all that pretty clear. Did any of your guys' emotions or, Kevin, your thoughts about the move change once it actually, like, pen was put to paper? And
1: No, I mean... If anything, I think my feelings about the necessity or the ultimate um, benefit that the club will end up having as a result of his departure has not changed or wavered at all. Um, If anything, I think it has been a time of some reflection or acknowledgement of all the things that – I knew to be true, but maybe didn't communicate as fully on this show, which is how thankful I am as a fan that, you know, he's been the face of this franchise for every bit of these past seven years and is um, one of the key pieces, if not the key piece that led this team to its MLS cup championship and the trophies that followed uh, the year after. But Ultimately, like I said, I think that, yes, his tribute video is a tribute video for a reason, but there's also a reason why a lot of the relevancy in that video is four years ago and not over the past year. Um, and I think that ultimately that's what the decision is was based on is over the past two years and where he's headed and what he's contributing now and what his value is to the club and what the club sees going forward in its future and what it wants to produce on and off the field in some regards, right? Like, unfortunately, um I think that recent years events have left a sour taste in some mouths in the side of the organization and some of the fan base with some of the things that have occurred. But you can't take away what that guy's done for the club. There's a reason why, you know, there should be a statue of him somewhere related to uh, this team and and the legacy that he will have, regardless of what's happened over the past 24 months. I totally agree.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one thing I wanted to bring up, and it's something that Bruno Kubas brought up, because like I said, we've, we've talked through... Last week, you know, essentially, if you guys want to go back and listen to our takes on, you know, more in-depth takes on Joseph and, and his departure from the team, I would implore you to go do that. So we're not repeating ourselves week over week. Um, I wanted to bring this up because this is something that, that popped up over the past couple of days that feels weird. Um, Bruno Kubas, the aforementioned, says, controversial question. How do you guys feel about people buying an Inter Miami jersey with his name? they are a regional or they are yeah they are a regional competition i hate it (laughs) i absolutely hate it but i do understand that we are a young franchise and that people's allegiances might be more with players now than let's say 10 years from now where like i look at like the train like i don't know it's it seems like it's going to be like a transitional thing eventually people are going to will kind of be weeded out uh and that sounds bad but like people are going to be less interested in the team than they were whenever they had a certain player and i think their allegiances might be more with that player i get it um i also got like why people became newcastle fans and why people bought miguel almiron jerseys because stateside we don't have epl teams until you find an epl team and Miggy was a huge transaction went and he's actually having a phenomenal year if you guys haven't been paying attention he's been amazing but that's an EPL I think it's super weird and um, that people are getting and I'm going to bring this up and uh, let's see I'm going to share my screen for those of you watching but um, I don't know if you guys have seen this this is uh, even weirder to me somebody like putting uh, my King Joseph on a Miami kit and getting yeah. that personalized. And uh, we, we've had interactions with JR, uh, um Look, nice I get guy. it. Like, Andrew, you
1: you got to kind of pick your spot too. Like, like you said, I, I get it. having a passion for a player and what he represents to you and however you want to show that support by all means, go ahead. But club over the name on the back of the jersey right like you've you've mentioned that multiple times it's like i'm not here for the name on the back of a kit i'm here for the crest on the front of it and you know you can't have it both ways i I don't want to see these same people that are all in on joseph and they're going to dig their heels in and what the fuck's this club doing but then as soon as the club starts showing any level of success without him, they want to have that too. It's like, you can't have it both ways.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's. I just think it's weird. I think for the reason that Bruno brings up, it's like, it would be even less weird if he was going and playing at LAFC or something like that. Let me ask
1: you a different question. Let's, let's think about this a different way because I think we're too close to this situation with Joseph and, and with Atlanta United. What about people that support, LeBron, regardless of where he's at, or Jordan, wherever, regardless of wherever he was at. I'm not saying that Joseph Martinez is on the caliber of those guys who have won, you know, multiple trophies and have been in leagues for decades at this point, you know. Um, but at the same time, I think that there's a relevancy in the fandom surrounding players in the way that American leagues promote them. You know, I guess it's kind of the same for messy fans, right? Like, there's people that are going to be messy fans over you know whatever club he may be representing, you know, and still support maybe one of his previous clubs along the way. Um, you know, it's this is not isolated to just Joseph Martinez, we see it all over the place with teams and players all over the world,
2: yeah. Um, so I, I think JR, I think I've seen. I think it's the same account. He probably did that just to troll the fan base, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, But I mean, it's whatever. So I think younger generations than me, and um, I think it's more of an American thing as well, that, you will follow a player and you're not yes. necessarily tied to them. It's it's no. you're more interested in the player. So yep. you will, you will follow that player. It doesn't matter where they play. Tom Brady's another one. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it. Uh, cause that's just, I guess the culture I was brought up in, you pick a club and you will fucking die with that club. Uh, right. I don't care what happens. I mean, I'm still a Birmingham city fan and it's the freaking worst club in the world. It's not even fun. And I still do it. Um, but, I mean, I'm I'm certainly not going to buy a Miami jersey. Um, I love Joseph, but I, I hope he never scores a goal for Miami because I'm sure I want him to succeed and be financially successful, but uh, I, I don't want him to be better than he was in Atlanta, and I certainly don't want him scoring any goals against us. Uh <laughs> Why do you think it's an American
1: thing? Cuz I think I just came up with my own theory, but I want to hear your thoughts independently on
2: why do you think just because it's something I've experienced, like I didn't So growing up in the 90s in England, um I mean, kind of Ronaldo was kind of just towards the end of that, but he was a Man United player, so um plus I think at that point of time, there wasn't really much interest in uh, leagues outside the the English. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Sorry, I don't mean like I'm not debating the fact that it is Amer- an American thing. I'm I'm saying why do you think that oh. is so prevalent in American sports over every other country in the world?
2: Oh, that's easy because Americans love winners. Mm. They love successful. Uh, play- they love successful, especially athletes, successful celebrities. That's a great point. I mean. Yeah. They want, um, Americans want winners. That's why Tom Brady is successful. That's why, you know, I would imagine people want a Miami Joseph jersey when they're Atlanta United fans. Um, And I totally get that. Um, It's just not
3: my personality, that's all. Yeah, I don't don't know if I'd go as far as what you said, Dan, in terms of saying that, like, I hope he never scores a goal for Miami. Like, I've kind of had the opposite thought that, like, I hope he does well, but they don't win a game. Like I, I hope he has individual success, but the team is just shit because I, <laughs> they're a rival, right? I mean, you know, we don't have this like it's not a derby. We're not like a true like in the sense of like college football or whatever. We're not rivals, but they are an interconference rival. Right? Well, like, I, I
2: also don't want to hear that it was a bad move from Atlanta United. I mean, I know, I, I mean, I get the context. I know that's a ridiculous statement, but. I I only want him. I only want players to be successful for Atlanta United unless they're in another league. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear, you know, it wasn't, it's an annoying enough with Franco Escobar winning the uh, MLS cup with LAFC. Yeah. Uh, And now Houston Dynamo are going to, going to win because he's moved
3: there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That was on my list of things to talk about later. I
2: mean, he can score like 12 hat-tricks against Orlando. That's fine. But Just not against us. (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure he will and I'm sure he like won't celebrate and everyone will be cheering for him and I'll just be there in the corner all by myself just throwing up in my mouth.
3: Yeah. What say what say you in the trap that haven't already answered this question? Would what do you would you ever buy the jersey of your rival? In this case, like it seems like um, Kendrick Kendrick Brock says, no buying a jersey of your rival. I would never buy a Phillies or Mets jersey or a Saints jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno was... Kubas said, I like Liverpool's jersey design. Doesn't mean I would buy it because he's a Manchester United fan. It's um... If he
2: went to Orlando, would you buy an Orlando jersey? Because no. I think Miami... Kind would that of... be
3: a bridge too far? But like Miami's so new. I guess we exactly. don't have... A... <sighs> we were already bantering with the Orlando folks before the first season for our first season ever started. So like that had like kind of deep set roots at the beginning, just because we were looking for somebody to pick a fight with. And then Miami comes in and they're in Fort Lauderdale and you know, people don't really, you know, pay attention to that fact. They're not Miami. Uh, Brittany S says she could never. Okay. Stephen Perales love collecting jerseys, never a direct rival Jersey. Okay. So it seems like consensus is no, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there are newer kids on the block. They've they've kind of like for the first couple of years, they were kind of laughing stock from like a manager or like a organizational standpoint, because all the shit they kept got getting caught doing and and all that stuff. So it's um I still don't get it. Like Christian Mills, back from the dead <laughs> in the trap, <laughs> says cringe. That's all he, he came he came all the way to rejoin us from the grave just to say cringe um yeah yeah it's i mean
2: man they're gonna into miami you're gonna be annoyingly good to watch next season along with orlando <sighs>
3: but mm. wait there, are they gonna be good orlando, that's one thing both that's what i i i don't know if we're still on this but um I did want to talk, at least in a little bit, to go through some of the Major League Soccer transfers that have happened since, like, I don't know, since the season ended. Because there are some notable ones I didn't realize happened, like what Dan said with Franco. I just don't want to, like, jump if we're not done. Uh, Kendrick Brock saying, is Miami the New York Red Bulls in Florida? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're the Fort Lauderdale uh, Flamingos. It's actually a pretty good name. Say
0: goodbye. Say goodbye
3: We were talking about that the other day because we see the flamingos all the time at the zoo because they're like the first stop and you could park there. You guys, you know, you could go use the bathroom. And, like, yeah, you trade off with the kid and go use the bathroom. <laughs> you always watch the flamingos. flamingos, but then you you look <clears throat> at them, you're like, they're kind of badass. Like <laughs> they have these like really like intimidating beaks, like that could definitely do some damage. Like they're big birds. Um. Anyway, like, why there's a new, new
1: fighting type in the new Pokemon game? It's a flamingo,
3: <laughs> dude. That's pretty badass. They're running out of stuff, I guess. Flamingo, um, is what he's called? What is it? Flamingo. Okay, <laughs> hold on. You guys talk. I'm gonna buy Scarlet while we're uh, while while you guys are talking. I like uh, screen
1: share that. I'm gonna pull up a picture of Flamingo.
3: Uh, here. so Gabe is defending himself. He said, "I would consider buying one long." uh one long after Joseph retires, but not while well. he's actively torturing us on the pitch. See, even a guy from a, a Miami fan. I can feel Joseph- Gabe. I, at the same time he's typing
2: that I can feel him like pushing the Joseph Martinez into Miami Jersey that he just bought further down into the bag <laughs> behind him.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Sorry, Tim. I totally jumped over. You.
3: Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, Okay. So if you guys want to I I started looking at this list. It is uh it's kind of juicy. It's actually grown since uh since I last looked at it while I was at work. I'm going to just pull it up. Um and while I I was not time thieving, time stealing. I was uh I was working, but um sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hmm. So, Alexander Callens, who we talked about last week, who was like a will-he-won't-he type situation with Atlanta United and Boca Juniors, neither. He ended up in the, at Girona with his former teammate, Tati Castellanos, who I guess I didn't realize was on loan. Uh, oh, really? Uh, there. Yeah. Interesting. So, there's, there's a possibility he could come back to NYCFC. I think he scored like four goals in 12 games, if I'm not mistaken. So, he's having a decent campaign, I guess. Um, so... Yeah. That's did i
2: hear right that herona are owned by city football group oh they are 47 percent
3: owned by city football group did not know that. they're not
2: light blue i do like their jerseys though i think that's pretty cool oh
3: they're that this red one's fucking cool yeah the one he was in the jerseys? picture <laughs> What it's one of those wrong with you guys. You know, sometimes like a dog is so ugly, it's adorable. Like that's kind of where I think that is. Like that's pretty pretty cool.
1: No, it's not.
3: Whatever. Um anyway, the yellow one looks like
1: a crossing guard uniform.
3: The yellow one doesn't look good at all. That looks that looks like a Watford kit, right? (sighs) It's it's ugly. But I would take that that red one's pretty uh pretty cool it's terrible pretty pretty cool Uh, oh did we talk
1: about the new kit yet? we didn't talk about that last week did we or did we we did we did never mind we did or did we 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 talk about about it after we talked about it officially been unveiled
3: right i've been so disinterested in it to be honest
1: guys in the trap did we talk about that on the show last week or is that a private oh god well christian
3: just uh ruined the herona home kit for me comes Uh, off a little swastika oh uh, I wasn't thinking that because that's you know I liked it. There's like how many stripes I in there know. like i it's a crop, I don't know it's
2: kind of an architectural earth hatch yes, I'd like it to. is like <laughs> an earth hatch it's a good call yeah, a good kind of, yeah why I'm does Christian Mill's brain just have to go straight to uh Nazis and swastikas why 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 Christian
3: huh? well, now I have to look up Earth Hatch. There we go. That's that's an Earth hatch. It's Hold on, basket weave. I guess is what. Yeah, it's call it. basket weave. Yeah, that's an Earth hatch. Yes, it is absolutely. Get your mind out of the gutter, Christian. It is far more, far more like an Earth hatch than it is like a, a swastika. Dirty
2: bird person. All right, I just came in and dancing. Well, sticker, what did I miss? Uh You <laughs> missed talking about mills
3: again, ruining yeah. our show. That's we were what t- you missed. Yeah, we're talking about Christian. <laughs> we go, go back. Listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you said, you again.
1: You've missed nothing. It's fine.
3: All right, transfers. Oh, um, all right, really transfers.
2: pumped about that. Collins. I thought, man, I I really would have loved to see him at Atlanta, but there we go.
3: Um, the uh, the other big one that popped out to me, I guess it was on Thursday, was our sister club Aberdeen transferring Christian Ramirez to Columbus. That's like a a, it's like a proven goal scorer to some extent in MLS. Mm-hmm. Would fill a need. It's our sister club. We've done business with. Um, did the Steven Glass thing really go over that poorly <laughs> that they're like, well, we're going to sell to somebody else. Like, why wouldn't we I can't imagine Christian Ramirez is on a big uh, uh, salary, right? Like it just seems odd that we wouldn't yeah, have gone after them, or gone after was, him. I was kind of disappointed
2: to see that maybe the uh, Georgios Giacomakis thing is uh, has more legs to it. Because apparently, uh, Urara have not got a deal with in place with him, as previously reported. So, when's yep. the
1: window close?
2: Oh End of gosh. January. I just uh, Google imaged uh, Giokamakis, and there's a picture of his shirt off. Dude, he is going to be a massive thirst trap, but not like pretty, as in. Uh, Parada, but as in like heavily muscled with a massive tattoo all over his biceps. If he comes to Atlanta, man, that is going to be man. Mm. His abs, Parada's abs. Who else's abs were we talking about last week?
3: Oh, I don't remember. Oh, liver King? Well, yeah, I- I- Liver King. Olivier Giroud. Oh, that Giroud, is- that's right. Mm. I thought we were talking about Liver King. <laughs> that was it number seven ant- ancestral tenants Yeah, nope. maybe it was that tim cause... yeah i think that was it <laughs> <laughs> sorry um couple more on that list um leo campana which i think is a, supposed to be a, i mean it's always a big move i think whenever uh same with connor ronan like guys from epl sides coming over to mls i think is always a
1: all i see well, is a bunch of moving two and none of them are atlanta united
2: yeah no that's i think
3: that's the big thing
2: yeah well you might remember campana K was playing last year for into miami oh was it okay. he was doing gotcha. really well i remember kevin just like
3: spuffing all over one of his goals yeah you're right you're right yeah he had 11 goals for them yeah my bad um yeah jake mulroney has gone Going to play in Ireland, which is um a little, going back home, huh? Yeah, going back home. Uh John Duran, who is like I've never watched him play, but I think he's up there with like record transfer fees for uh MLS yeah. players. Yeah. He's uh 21 million, I think is what he transferred for, if I'm not mistaken, to Aston Villa. Yeah. Young, young Colombian striker playing for uh Chicago Fire last year. Scored eight goals. Um if I could find that transfer fee, what was it? yeah, it was a big one. It was I don't know if it's been oh yeah, sixteen million euro that's pretty big that's a pretty big deal, yeah, so uh, who else who else do we got on this list that we didn't talk about Franco Escobar that was the one that you brought up, Dan that I didn't realize he moved to Houston, another point of need where he could have come in and played center back for us. And we didn't bring him home. We didn't bring him back. And maybe it's just relational. Like, it's just one of those things he's not. Right. He's not. I don't know. It's disappointing, though. Super disappointing.
2: Well, sometimes, you know, it's just. Have you ever, like, worked at a job and then you've gone away for a period of time and then you've come back to the same job and you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was kind of done with this job. Maybe um, maybe it's kind of like that, but I loved Escobar. I have his name on one of my jerseys. Uh, I'd have been happy to see him
3: back in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at this list, and there's so much help that I think that we could have gotten from guys like, I don't know, like, I mean, uh, Tajuri Shradi is never healthy, but whenever he is healthy, he's super impactful. And he's going over to play for Ammonia. was that like a... It's a Cypriot team. Like, I don't know, man. I just, there seems to be so many, so many guys in here. I'm like, I would have taken these.
2: Oh, taken yeah. I'd have taken
3: Chiduri Shirati. Well, yeah. he
2: kind of had a down year the past two.
3: Cause remember when he was at think, LAFC, right?
2: No, he was at NYFC. When he did really well. And then I think he moved to... He
3: moved to LAFC. No, no, no. He went to LAFC after NYCFC. It looked like he only played six matches. And then he got transferred to New England. And then he's gone. He's uh...
2: Wasn't... Didn't Charade used to play for Montreal? And he did that... No, he didn't? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, it was another guy. Began with an H. And he did that ridiculous... Like, from the... Off the back of his heel chip over... I think it was Alec Count at that time. Was
3: it Yeah, Yeah, two, you're talking one. about Jackson Jackson Hamlet. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. the guy. And then speaking of uh, Montreal, they had some pretty big transfers out uh that I didn't know about that happened at the beginning of the year. Alistair Johnston uh mm-hmm. going to play for Celtic. Ismail Coney was another um let me look up his transfer fee. He's the youngster, he's twenty years old, he's playing for uh Montreal, yeah. and he went out for eight million. To Watford, so wow. um, yeah, Georgi Mihailovic, which I think is fantastic. He's getting out of MLS. He's going to play for AZ Alkmaar and in, in the Netherlands. How old maybe did, get how old is Georgi? Uh, he is twenty four, if I'm not mistaken. Man. Um, yeah, he's twenty four years old. So like, kind of put up a shut most... up time for him to get into the into the um national team setup.
2: I feel like he's one of the most underrated American players. Because, because I mean he ran that midfield in Montreal extremely well for
3: years. A hundred percent. He was very good. Um he's always been a really promising player. I think he's he's great at creating. Um here's one that I didn't realize again. Point of need, a guy who's <laughs> a guy who's been um productive in MLS and scoring goals and bear and I don't know. Maybe there are things that are happening out, you know, behind the scenes, and we're just not making, we're not, we're not getting the the deals done, but we're trying for some of these guys. But it's just, I don't know, man.
2: Oh, big one right there, Maxi Morales Rossing. Thank God he's at the league. Oh my God, yeah, no kidding. Love Maxi Morales, but good lord, I am tired of seeing him kill out. Yeah, of the I'm field.
3: very, uh, very glad to see him gone. Kevin, hey, we got a, a an inbound to Atlanta United, and it took us. Over a month scrolling to find him, and it's uh, exa- its exactly a month, and it's Quentin Westberg, thirty-six-year-old goalkeeper from uh... Hardcast. Yep, yep. So it's...
2: he has uh... got a beard, Kevin. You'll like him. Hardcast. Yeah.
3: Anyway, watch him get know. goalkeeper of the year. <laughs> what? Where are we? Oh, Lawrence White playing for Nashville. Didn't mm-hmm. he get into trouble recently? I don't
2: know. I'm not touching that, Tim. I didn't um, see I didn't see anything.
3: Oh, yeah, he got into trouble. Twelve game suspension, but it got overturned. It's for um racially discriminatory behavior following a match Ooh. against Monterey uh, Bay FC and Tampa Bay Rowdies. It said he was uh it was overturned by the disciplinary council at USL. Um uh, Christian Christian Mills obviously doesn't doesn't listen to us anymore because he's asking us personnel questions <laughs> about the team. Mm-hmm. Asking us if I'm gonna go ahead and kill the window for those of you guys watching. Yeah, um, I
2: think we're losing Kevin anyway, Tim. Yeah. No, he hates gonna, it when we this, actually these are run my favorite parts of
1: the show where you guys just say names for 20 minutes back and forth. Oh my god. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> Drink another
3: Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Christian, Christian is asking if if Guzan and Robinson are expected to start day one. I think so. As far I as I know,
1: I know they're both in training.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, they're looking good. I um, mean, we have other goalkeepers we could start to start the season. We don't have other center backs, I don't think, unless we're throwing Noah Cobb out there with uh, Wanho. And I'm
2: I'm thinking one of the goalkeepers can probably play center back with the amount of goalkeepers that we have on the roster.
3: Is there any, so like, is there any regulations against you wearing, um, like you could still wear, he could still wear an outfield kit, but like just for like comfort's sake, let's say we throw Quinn Westberg in at center back. Could he wear his gloves, even if he's not going to use them? Well, I mean, as long as he can di- improve
2: his distribution from center back. <laughs> yeah. No, he could, yeah. I mean, you could play him as an outfield player, but, you know, in FIFA, when they go from, like, 89 and you put them in defense and they go to, like, 45, that's yeah. actually
3: real in real life. That's one thing FIFA actually got right. Except Manuel Neuer. I think Manuel Neuer, you could put anywhere <laughs> on the field and he, like, stays oh. the same. love
2: Manuel Neuer getting tackled by Mexico when he was... Oh, i just... Oh, man, I just... <laughs> I'm loving Germany being crap. It's so good. They're it's a so, bad national I mean, I'm team fine, at the moment. I'm fine with England not winning World Cups as long as Germany's bad. And long as we're better than Germany.
3: Yeah. Um. Oh, 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 speaking of national teams. Speaking of national teams in former Atlanta United players, we haven't talked about this, right? Julian Gressel <laughs> got called up by the national team, by the U.S. men's national team.
1: Yep. I did not know that. Yeah,
3: he and Brandon Vasquez made the January camp for the U.S. Men's National Team. Nice. It's pretty crazy. I don't think either of them... Well, Vasquez might feature if he does well. I don't know that there's a place long-term for Julian, but I think it's a... I don't know. I could be proven wrong. I still think it's a super cool accomplishment uh, for him to be able to get into that side, especially... I don't know. It's just super cool. Like guy comes over, plays college ball here, stays here, gets his green card, becomes... Comes an American and Kevin Brown playing for the national in team. The trap. Kevin Brown, always lurking. A.K.A. Gresselman. Germany ears must've
1: been ringing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How do you say good luck in, in German, Kevin Brown? Guten luck. <laughs> Guten luck. Probably dude. I was doing translations for work through Google translate for German stuff. And I was put, I would put things in for, for in english and it would come back it's like that's not a word that's that can't be real it's like they it's like the translation is like a german word with the english word tacked onto the back of it with no space and i'm like that's okay
1: that's 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 always that's always my favorite like my friend kelly um she speaks spanish she's peruvian and uh she'll be talking on the phone to like her mom and every now and then there'll be a word that you just hear that she just can't <laughs> think of what it is in Spanish. So she'll just be going on and on and on. And then all of a sudden she'll just throw in like a washing machine.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like random words that she'll be speaking Spanish. And then you'll just hear her throw
2: this
3: curveball in there. Oh my gosh. That's pretty great.
2: Oh, man. Reminds me of a, a comedy show called The Fast Show that I used to watch back home. And they would imitate like Spanish football commentators and they'd be speaking all this. It's kind of racist Spanish now. Like they were just saying things like, which is (laughs) not cool. And then they would just say, Chris Waddle.
3: (laughs) It's always, uh, we used to get this. so I lived in Puerto Rico for a couple of years growing up. We would get those commercials like where the proper nouns like Burger King like you there was no it, it was it didn't translate to no. spanish it, so yeah. it would be a full spanish ad but it would just be you know whopper value Ray de <laughs> yeah exactly there's no raid to Amber yeah there's no raid to ambergesa it's just burger king yeah it was always like that that had stuck with me and i was there when i was like five like those radio commercials stuck with me for the rest of my life because yeah. it was a nice combination oh bruno cuba's Peruvian, that's uh, that's pretty great. Vamos, Peru. Got a couple, uh, couple people.
2: They're going to be really interesting to see in the next uh, combo bowl, Peru. They, they are getting a fairly decent team together, plus their kits are always fire, as the kids say. But yeah, um, I'm super psyched to be trying to reschedule
1: my Peru trip just to find out that they're going through a coup and civil unrest right
2: now. So, are but... you still going to do that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is this the ayahuasca thing? Yeah, I've already paid for it. I just got to reschedule it. Well, I thought but now there's thought, civil unrest throughout the whole country. Is, is
2: he going to do that with you?
1: No, she's the one going, I don't know if this is okay anymore.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> you might not be able to come you back. kind of booked it in a like emotional, unstable time. You can't do anything
1: about it now. We're locked <laughs> in, baby. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
2: Oh, fucking hell, Kevin. Please be careful. <laughs> All right. Uh, someone <laughs> in the trap. I just saw it. Um, Elliot Bevan, time for Conway to shine. Blah. So, Garth Away. Did you listen to that uh, Doug Roberson's um, podcast on Garth Away? It was actually really good. I to listen
1: to Doug Roberson because
2: he's talking to Garth Lagerwey. Does he even have a drop down menu on his podcast? I doubt it. I don't, I think he just <laughs> talks into a microphone and then he sends it to the AJC and then they sort it all out. Um, but um, it was a really good interview, but uh, Lagaway was talking about how, and Kendrick kind of mentioned it, the trap at the start, how we, we may be burning a, a DP spot on a player that's loaned out, potentially Moreno or maybe even Barco to help with the TAM situation and then be bringing in a potential um, fitting striker to our system on loan who can potentially become a DP potentially in like the summer or maybe even next season. So it was a really interesting interview. I wonder if Lagaway coming in to make these moves um, maybe has a better understanding of, how to work around the cap than um, Carlos Bocanegra has had in the past, but I think it gives us a little bit more latitude. So I know a lot of people are like, I don't like using a DP spot on someone who's not playing for us, but maybe it's going to help us. And I kind of feel like going into this next season, surely nobody's got expectations for this season. I mean, would you say, looking at the roster now, and the lack of transfer rumors, even though Logaway in the past in Seattle has liked to keep things very, very close to his chest, but there's nothing coming out of South America or any other agents, um, which is a little bit strange apart from the... uh, um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher his name every time. Giacomarcus uh, Thirstrap tattooed muscled bicep ab guy um, Are you talking about me again? No. no. I would have said sting punk chicken if I was. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, I have I'm hoping I'm I'm trusting that we can bring in <laughs> these players that can help boost our team, but surely nobody's got expectations uh of Atlanta United for this year uh
3: f- even making the playoffs. Playoffs are bust. That's what I'm saying right now on well, this show. That's because I love you,
2: Tim. I mean,
3: playoffs or I become you. an Inter Miami fan next year. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that No, Georgia Revolution because Pro Rel or um. No, we need playoffs. No, I. I don't mind the burning of the DP spot if we can bring in somebody. So it's weird in. I'm. I was trying to wrap my head around it because I was reading through what's... <laughs> what?
2: Sorry, I was just reading Gabe's comment. What Me a too. fucking asshole! God damn it.
1: Jesus. <laughs> uh,
2: so Gabe um, is saying, I think we make a run all the way to the cup and Joseph will get a hat trick. Oh, wait, this is
3: the Land United podcast.
2: You know what, Gabe?
3: No, he's not. He needs to be listening to Flamingos on Friday. Mm-hmm. Whatever that. Fort Lauderdale Flamingos. Um, we'll have to shit. get Gabe on when we... When we play Miami, so I think that this having to burn a DP slot so that we can sign basically a DP guy with Tam is just like the icing on the cake of, or or just like the bread on the shit sandwich that is the MLS like roster situation. Hey, buddy, that's
1: how we became friends. So it is. It's okay. true. <laughs> shit sandwiches. MLS Cup confirmed. <laughs>
3: it's true. It's true. Um, side note, have you had the little Debbie's ice cream? No, I haven't found it yet. Did you oh, find it? I found it in one place and then I was like, I probably shouldn't eat this. <laughs> so, I'm just going
1: to make it. I've been oh, churning yeah. out some ice cream in this ice cream maker we got for the registry. It's yeah. been uh, next level. So,
3: <laughs> so I we have seen in the past where guys like I'm pretty sure Gareth Bale was on a tam deal I know Zlatan on his first year at LAF or LA Galaxy was on a TAM deal because everybody's like, "What do they have? Like five DPS? They had the DeSantos Santos brothers at the time. They had um, the French guy. I forgot Alessandrini. They had Alistair, him. Draney, had, yeah. yeah, I was like, How are they affording him? There's something you can do. Like maybe we could do a PSG did and just pay him and pay somebody in crypto, and then he doesn't. We can sign him on like a league minimum deal. Like because don't don't the fans pay Messi in like psg coin or something that like why that? Brady was still at tampa bay probably I'm, I'm i know you're shaking your head dan but i'm pretty sure that's part of his compensation package was oh, like I, fan, I ent- fan funded crypto like I, to get I around financial fair play can like totally see
2: that i feel it, it wasn't it uh odell beckham jr who asked to be paid in bitcoin when it was up at like 65 but now it's like it a- 16
1: so if anything that's why he, sh- he should be asking to be paid for it now while it's low <laughs> well right
3: yeah yeah low. so um no i i know you I, you're right i mean people are freaking out but if we, we have to do what we have to do i i completely um back a guy with the savvy that garth Lagerway has to kind of figure out the best situation because it hasn't worked in the past with dp slots so like i don't know maybe it'll work with some tam guys i, I don't know i'm beats panic buying a dp i guess well i like the loan because
2: you can get more depending on how you negotiate the salary breakdown between atlanta united and the loaning club i mean you can get them at a decent at a good rate of pay to get them under the cap and feel like you have more control there and then you know this is gonna take i i mean i'd say Two to three years to really get out from all um, the mistakes and contracts that we've had in the past uh, to get log away. Like, okay, this is now we're in a stable structure of building for the long term.
3: No, Kevin,
1: I'm dead inside until I see results, man. I'm I'm done. I'm done with with hope without results. The Bills' loss yesterday crushed my sports spirit
2: indefinitely at this point. I can't do it. I, Thank I, God, I, man. I mean, hearing you, I'm so glad the Bills didn't make it to the Super Bowl because the last thing I want to hear is you raving about the Bills going to Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no. It's, I wanted to go to
1: the game this weekend. That's all I cared about. The fucking Super Bowl would have been great,
2: but just did you think... did you see Joe Burrow? He was like, "Yeah, better get those
3: refunds yeah, going."
2: <laughs> it was really great. I'm sure you loved it.
3: No, I think we have a decent enough sample size from all these years of Clemson to know that he'd be raving on Monday, terrified on Tuesday, look raving again team, on Wednesday. Every team, I got to the top. And now I'm
1: at the bottom again, and I just can't. I can't ride the wave right now. I need something to lift me up between Clemson, Atlanta United, now Bills. I'm done. I'm done with sports hope until somebody gets into a position where they can prove me wrong. I'm sick yeah. of the emotional bandwidth I've dedicated to this nonsense.
3: So you're not with Steven Perales in the trap saying in logger way I trust rather I get the for right anybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> rather rather get the right guys than rushed signings. I'm assuming we're getting signing late and do a Seattle run, start rough and slow, then go on a run at the end. I, I hope so. I I, I,
2: I uh, Gabe do I have control over that? <laughs> the Bills should have lost the Dolphins.
3: <laughs> I don't think you can boot people from Twitch. I think you can only block users on the on the YouTube ah. stream. Maybe that's why he's doing it there.
2: So Stephen Perales, I think that is a very measured take. I am concerned that a lot of the Atlanta United Twitter is just gonna become into Miami fans if they see them doing better. Because we need to have. We've got to have. It's gonna be, man. We've got to have I'm all patience. I'm all for it. I, I mean, this to me, anything we get out of the season is gravy. This this season is not gonna be a successful one. And then, of course, everyone's gonna be calling for Pineda's head. Um, Oh, dude. I give that until week five before that's happening. Joseph's gone. Pineda's run this club
1: into the dirt. We've given him three times as long as any other fucking manager we've had at this club, and he's had 0% of the results. I'd take Frank DeBoer over this fucking bullshit. I'd take boring soccer over sleeping soccer, which is what we've got here under Pineda. And all I can say is... The entire fucking Seattle front office that we've somehow commandeered over here in Atlanta and get them out of here on the railroad they rode in on.
2: <laughs> it's fantastic.
3: I think we found our intro for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is That uh, is, for those of you... Yes, that is quite. That is one hundred percent going to be the intro for the people that are watching or are listening tomorrow. Sorry for the YouTube folks. Um, that will precede the uh, the Bronx in the morning.
2: <laughs> Brittany S. Yes, but it's true though. Right, yeah,
3: I just had to write a timestamp down. Sorry, I don't. I always think about this like pre-recording, and then we get so into it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't even know when that is, and I'm too lazy to go and like scrub. So, uh, yeah, but I got it, though. I've got it. We got it.
1: <laughs> I got him. and
3: and, and I can just look him. for, like, the amplitude jump. <laughs> the sound wave. It's going to be like this, and everybody else is like this. <sighs> I think we'll
2: see progress towards the end of next year. Progress? Uh, when progress. maybe we sneak into the bottom half of the playoff picture and then probably lose the first playoff game. Uh, but I think next year is, like... <laughs> 2024 is going to be when my expectations will go up. But Andy Watkins, I mean Tata is free. I mean, God, we're not going to sign Tata back. I mean,
3: you never go going, back. He, you never come back home. He, he complete. He will back. completely
2: change. He will completely change everything to what he. Well, one, he's not going to come back. They blew up the pipeline when he left. Who are they going to lose to, Dan? Miami? Like Atlanta United probably can lose to a
3: fair amount of games next year. <laughs> you know what? I think it's good. Weed out. Leave nothing but true 17s. Weed them out. Yeah. Weed them
1: out. Weed them out.
3: I, I need, mean, I'm starting the gatekeeping train now. <laughs> I'm starting it now. I love gatekeeping. It's my favorite thing in <laughs> soccer. It's my favorite thing on the internet. Just call me Tim Trains. No, I was gonna say <laughs> Tim Trains. Peter, right? <laughs> um, Peter, Peter, I... what? No,
1: I don't, I don't know.
3: I don't know. What's Go, I gonna
1: do with going. gatekeeping?
3: Have they said gatekeeping? What does that have to do with me? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Change the subject. After time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I even forgot what
3: I was going to say.
1: Yeah, haven't we all?
3: <laughs> oh. I was going with St. Peter I'm at the pearly gates, Kevin. Yeah, because
2: that's what everyone thought. <laughs> yeah. Tim trains is what I'm going with. Yeah. And I'm just going to mm. keep repeating it until it happens. <sighs> I'm going to make it a thing,
3: Tim. I, I love how Chris Fillingham comes in, says, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then it repeats it no, a couple no, times. No, he, he then, hit the uh,
1: bodies hit the flute. Then the and, then, and then Elliot
3: Beaven <laughs> just like, ended the show <laughs> on a perfect note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh
2: yeah i mean uh, so okay well what are your expectations of this season tim and then you kevin
3: i need to do a deeper dive into roster moves in the east because if uh, like i look at nycfc and i see that they're in a transitional year right like you lose tati you lose alexander Collins, you lose tenor holm wait uh, are you banking on the east just suck so
2: we can I'm not
3: I'm not banking no 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 no. what I'm telling you is I need to look at other teams other than New York to see if other teams are down this this year because I don't know what like you know our team's getting cold but that I don't know that it's not really happening for the other the other squads in the east I I don't know my expectations honestly I I just want to see uh some sort of cohesion um Develop like I, I want to see chemistry between the guys, especially the guys who, who are going to be here long term. I want to like I care more. You know, it's funny. We talk about the team aspect and people going off uh, to cheer for Joseph in Miami. But I care more about player development and player success this year to get like to get guys like Almada out of here and to get younger guys like, you know, we talk about Jackson Conway not being able to handle the the, the heavy. You know workload probably of being uh mls starting target man but i would love to see him get thrown into the fire if we're not going to sign anybody and see if we have anything to work with there um and to see him develop i mean so
2: are you so you said to get um are you looking to get armada transferred out
3: for a good salary a good yeah a hundred percent like a like to to maximize that transfer fee because ultimately, that's why you brought him in in the first place, right? Is yeah. to, to, I mean, to win something, you... but also to turn a profit, right? Like, into, in, as like a farm mm-hmm. team for this guy to develop or an inter- intermediary between Europe. I mean... Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, is not going to be lagaway's goal. I mean, his... No. His is yeah.
2: structured, progressive growth, which... Uh, and so, the Doug Robertson thing, lagaway talked about, you know, Eels and everything was a startup. And now we need to switch to a a growth model, a more corporate structure. So Kevin will love that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Chris Fillingham asked what it would look like in my mind. Um, I think if we played with a consistent... Uh, formation week in week out. And we had some of the same guys in, let's say five or six key positions that could anchor those positions and play well together, even if we're losing um, to be able to see bri- I just want to see bright spots moving forward that we can build off of as we're like getting, as you talked about Dan, getting guys off the books in the future in the next year and being able to really restructure the team the way that Loggerway wants to, but yeah. I don't know. What about you, Kevin? What are you expecting from the season?
1: uh build up hope and then crash and burn and just miss the cut for playoffs.
3: It sounds like you're already hopeless. Like what are you building up where do you when do you start building up hope?
1: Uh probably What like does that look like for you? Season <laughs> when they've got a a snowball's chance to really sneak in and then it just comes crashing down. <laughs> No, I think the team, you know, it's hard to have much blind faith in what may or may not happen this season. Like, I I just don't. There's too many question marks around the roster. Mm -hmm. There's too many questions around depth that defensive positions, which we talked about last week. I have no idea who's going to be our forward. Not only is. Our starting DP out, but also his backup is out. I don't know who that guy is now. I don't think Conway's the guy. I don't know who the hell they're going to end up signing in the next two weeks before the windows closed. If they get somebody temporarily, how do they mesh with the team? So it's there's, there's too many fucking question marks for me to have any blind f- confidence that this team somehow figures it all out in the month we have before the season opener without somebody in training now trying to build that foundation. Um, Granted, I, I think that the team, I would hope has somebody targeted to fill that Joseph position and had so prior to his departure that they wanted to fill in and has just going through the motions of finalizing that deal now. But until we see a product on the field, I have nothing right now and no consistency in this lineup to tell me that I have, you know, some sort of high expectation going into the season. I have no idea what Miles Robinson is going to be if, you know, what fractional version of his former self prior to the injury he's going to be until he's fully rested and fully healed. Same thing goes for Brad Guzan, who was inconsistent at times, even at his best. You know, the only thing I feel great about in this lineup right now is Gutman. There's 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 nothing else around this in, in Almada. I mean, there's nothing else around this team out of the other nine positions around those guys that makes me say, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely on the path to getting somewhere this season. I I just don't know that I can confidently say that the team is headed in that direction. I think that they've laid the groundwork to potentially fill in those positions to build that up. But right now, you've got a slab on the ground and no walls going up around it, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I I worry about that we're going to squander Almada. And maybe that just can't be helped in terms of our our building and the strategy that we do, and maybe that's unfortunately a um, just a a a consequence of of the method that we have to go through. But uh, I think if Almada makes it out of the into the second half of the season, I think that's a huge win. But I don't see him surely at the end of the next season. He is gone if he's not already. Um, which makes me really sad because I mean, he is the guy we want to build around yeah. and there's no way I see him come in for another, for a, for a, a third season in Atlanta United. Um, I think he's gone. So there needs to be a strategy in place to how we fulfill that. Yeah. Goodman, Kevin, I totally agree. I think he's going to, he have a lot of faith in him. I actually have a lot of faith in Brooks Lennon too, just based on his work rate. But
1: who's um, he distributing to? That's the question. It's like, yeah, he's got a great work rate, but what's he doing offensively if he doesn't have anybody to distribute to on the that end of the pitch?
3: Like, do we go after a guy like Ola Kamara, who's a free agent right now? We know he can poach goals. I know it, uh, he a lot of his goals have been penalties over the past couple of years, but I feel like he was in the golden boot race like two years ago. Um... I don't know if he's getting up there in years. I don't well, know what he is. I mean, 33.
2: Don't sleep on uh, Giorgio Giacomacos if he comes. I mean, he scored. Um, he was almost at half a goal a game in the Vizier, um in the season that his team got relegated. So, I mean, he's a proven goal scorer if, if he comes to Atlanta United, of course. Uh, and it seems we're in the race for him. So, if he comes in, I mean, he, I d- hope I don't expect him to be a dp but um he could be someone who can actually put away goals but
3: yeah that's fair i mean there are guys according to transfer market that are are decent mos strikers who are free agents right now it's just do any of them make sense to bring in no because Uh, you
1: don't none of them none of them are permanent fix. and atlanta needs something that's that's
3: it needs something more than a temporary
1: fix right now We need something because, to Dan's point, Almada's going to be phasing out in one year at the most. You know, you need somebody that's going to be a permanent fixture for more than a season. You know, you you don't want to go into next season not only having to replace Almada, but also your forward. And you certainly don't want to try to figure it out midstream with Almada too. Like, we need somebody that's in and that's going to be a fixture with this club for more than a season and that you can develop and, and get something
2: out of it beyond
1: that horizon.
2: Yeah. The success in, the succession plan for Almada is yeah critical yeah uh, for this. So, yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Um, anything else for tonight guys? I don't think so. I'm going to be a no show next Monday. I don't know if you got, I haven't talked to you guys about that. So I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now. Um, whether or not you guys are going to record, or maybe we,
2: Kevin, uh, maybe we'll... move it a day or two. Kevin, maybe we just take PTO on Tuesday and uh, we have a grand old show, just really blow it out.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I should be good for next Monday. Um, but yeah, Dan and I will work that out and we'll we'll coordinate offline. So. Sounds good. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: sounds good. Oh, whoa. Um, Sorry, um, the uh, I didn't realize the um amount for the mls pass has come out 15 a month yeah have you heard that is it not just included with regular apple tv well if you're a season ticket holder you get it for free yeah pass. are you still a season ticket holder no no i'm not surprised fucking plastic um it's (laughs) 12.99 are you a season ticket holder again Oh, I don't I don't need to be because <laughs> I'm above it. <laughs> Cause yeah. I'm not the one who canceled. Why would I be a season ticket holder or a member when I'm barely a member of this country? Why would you cancel my season ticket holder?
3: <laughs> okay. For those of you watching on YouTube, I've shared the screen from MLS soccer.com for the season pass. The pricing is if you're oh, already so- an Apple TV Plus subscriber, it's twelve ninety nine a month or seventy-nine a season or 99 a season if you're uh and not an Apple TV Plus subscriber and 1499 a month. Uh it, All right. Me, 80
2: bucks, Take 80, My money Apple take. I think 80 my bucks is money.
3: pretty fair. Um even 100. I'd have paid like 200. Yeah, it's the uh, the software as a service model, right? It's like give you a pretty good deal if you go all up front. Mhm. Yeah. So, I think that's a pretty solid uh pretty solid deal especially for those of you who are already subscribed. Um, speaking of, there's some good shows on there. Um, and Ted Lasso seems to be coming back in spring. Yeah. So it's exciting. We're halfway through. I guess that's for another time. Been watching Bad Sisters. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but it's a pretty yeah. solid show.
2: Nice. Have you been watching The Last of Us?
3: No, haven't. Oh. We're going to start it this week. It's
2: great. I mean, I'm, I played I'm, the games, yeah. but um, on the far superior PlayStation console. But the TV show is really good, too. I'm just going to hold my Xbox
1: controller while I'm watching it and pretend that I'm playing the game finally.
2: Mm-hmm. It's actually got spores in it, Kevin. So Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning
3: in with us. Um, you can find all of us in different places. Tim, where can they find you? You can find me at Tim Herb, where I'll I'll be slinging cutting boards for uh, for purchase. On Instagram. Sorry, I didn't even mention it's on Instagram. It's Insta, Tim Insta. Dan, what about you? You
2: can find me on Twitter at dnjms. Oh, look at that end grain, man! That's man. a nice cutting board, Tim.
1: You can find me as well um, at the Architect. That's at the underscore arc number one T E C T. Both on Instagram and on Peloton, if it's. You follow Dan, just go to the leaderboard. I'll be just above.
2: <laughs> Not just above me, like a good <laughs> amount above me. <laughs> um
1: yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh I hear you loud and clear, Mills. Uh definitely need to get uh home before dark golf day. Oh, that was what we were gonna do. Uh, This week, I guess we'll have to table it for next time for our plans for the season. Uh, Still got at least a month before the season starts to get our plans in order for everything we want to bring to the show. So we'll uh, we'll try to circle up on that next week, as well as trying to do some season predictions. um, Whenever we've got Tim back and we can all be here uh, for season predictions. So I
2: think we need to do a home before dark top golf day.
1: No, golf. Then
2: then we'll then we'll get
3: no golf. Paragon. I vote Paragon. What's Paragon? It's cheap Top Golf up in Duluth. People don't need to know about this. Oh yeah, don't right. To <laughs> All right.
2: Like Thank you guys so much. We just love all of you. Do we'll see you next time. Thanks nice always.
1: Tech. Be home before dark. Stop talking to. Him. <laughs>
2: Bye, up. Joseph. Bye.